Welcome to the Yoga Teacher CEO Podcast with me, your host, yoga teacher, CEO, and business coach, Della Wheeler. Join me as we combine strategy and soul to elevate your yoga business with ease. Hello, you made it back. I'm so excited that you all continue to show up and listen and give your amazing feedback and perspective on the Yoga Teacher CEO podcast. It has been such a pleasure recording these episodes and just talking to yoga teachers about things that we really all struggle with things that we all are learning and relearning, and money is such a big piece of that conversation. So we're talking to Ellie Aaron one more time this week. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly recommend pressing pause, going back to that episode, and then coming back to this one. The first episode will give you a really great foundation, and Ellie is just a huge well of knowledge. Let's go ahead and dive into part two of this conversation. Yeah, so I think, so money and sales go together, obviously. And selling is something that you also teach so beautifully. And you've coined the phrase soulful selling, or, or someone did. I don't know if you did, but you say it a lot and you share that a lot. Um, so tell me what soulful selling is. Yeah, so... Let me see if I can come up with a definition right now. But basically (laughs) the idea is that you get to sell your services with love and with heart. And I believe that sales is a transformative process. Like I was sharing before, what we give our money to, we give our attention to. Mm -hmm. So when you are selling your service to someone, you are literally supporting them in making a powerful decision in their life. So when you're selling your yoga service, you're helping someone make a powerful decision in giving attention to their their mind-body connection and to moving in a particular way, to caring for themselves in a particular way. So to me, the idea that sales is sleazy, the idea that sales is manipulative, the idea that sales is in some way harmful, which is, I think, what a lot of us have been taught growing up, right? Like sales just gets a really bad rep. Like there's just the sleazy car salesman. There's there's literally a play called Death of a Salesman because it's seen as one of the hardest um, professions like that you can ever have. Like there's all these ideas about sales and To me, again, if you realize that you are transforming someone by selling to them, if you realize that you are gifting them a transformation, that you're gifting them an opportunity to shift their life in some way, that's the most soulful thing that you can do. And so so sales get to be fun. 
They get to be nourishing both for you and for the person that you're selling to. They get to, it gets to be something that's the ultimate service because you are providing someone again, an opportunity to transform. Um, and ultimately it's, it's just like one of the most powerful, yeah, things that you can do, of course, as a business owner too, right? Like businesses don't survive without sales, sales before anything that you have in your business, sales have to be there because otherwise the the business can't survive. And, um, it's, it's really something that can be fun and pleasurable. And I know that this is like a really weird idea for people who don't understand that sales can be fun and pleasurable, but it absolutely can be. Mm-hmm. It's really about deepening a connection to who you're speaking with, mm-hmm. seeing if you can help them, um, providing value and mm-hmm. ultimately seeing if it's the right fit for you to work together. And if it's not, it's okay too right? Like there's so much attachment to, to selling, I think that we get because we will be like, oh, they didn't close. They didn't enroll. And they were like, I'm bad. My, my business is going to die. And there's like all the mind drama that comes in there. But if you can stay unattached, which is like a really powerful, just quality as a human and own that, like what you have is powerful and some people are going to want it and some people are not. And that's Mm -hmm. totally okay. And that's actually wonderful that there are dream clients that that there are people that won't want it. Like the more that you can embrace that fully, the more that you'll actually enroll more people into your programs. Yeah. Lately I've been, my favorite way of looking at it right now is like whatever I'm selling or offering, even if it's just a yoga class, I view it like a party and I'm going to invite everybody that I possibly can to the party because everybody wants to be invited to the party, right? Like everybody wants an invite, but some people are not going to be able to come. Some people are introverts and they're not into it. Some people just really don't want to come and that's okay. And some people are going to be like, yes, I want to come to the party. That really helps me. I don't know why. <laughs> I love the party analogy I like because the party. it's like you can, you can keep inviting the same guests to the party and eventually they'll decide to show up, you yeah. know, like you can have different parties, different offers and be like, Hey, do you want to join this party? Yeah. Hey, do you want to join this party? You know? And it's, it really is like, the the more that you can be sold on what you're selling the more that you can be like this is a party this is awesome this is valuable this is transformative the more other people will be sold if you are not sold on what you're selling it's much much harder to sell it like i could never sell cigarettes because that would literally crush me as a human like Mm -hmm. that that's not a value of mine but you know tell me to sell a transformative business program that's going to help teacher yoga teachers make thousands of dollars and transform their money stories and be of more service. I'm like, hell yeah, sign me up, you know? So it's about being super, super behind what it is that you're selling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yes, that definitely does help (laughs) for sure. One of my favorite things that you taught me about selling, and I think that it's also true just about money in general, is embodying like duality, the energy of masculine, like giving information, 
asking to be compensated, you know, um, stepping into that masculine energy and then also allowing yourself to step back into your feminine energy and receive whoever is wanting to join the offer, allowing them to step into their masculine energy and say yes, or, you know, where's the link, etc. So I really love that idea of embodying feminine and masculine energy, really in life, but also in selling and money. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's definitely a more like directive quality of like, you know, leading someone and inviting them and different things and then a more like receptive feminine quality of like come and get it like Mm -hmm. you know hello this is uh yeah just like the like the receiving like feeling good to like receive money I mean I, I that's like a thing that many people aren't comfortable with like right now if you know someone was like I want to pay you a thousand dollars for xyz for like your service. How does that make you feel? Right? Like think about if someone just like literally knocks on your doorstep right now and was like, Hey, I want to hire you for this thing that you've been wanting to sell. I want to pay you like the rate that you want. How does that feel for you? Are you like, yes, thank you. I'm, I accept. Mm, Wonderful. Or is there a part of you that's like, uh, squeamish. I don't know. Uh, Like, I don't know if I can accept this. Like, that's part of the work is like actually allowing people to pay you, allowing people to say yes, allowing people to get in your world and in your offers and in your magic. Um, so absolutely, there's there's both feminine and masculine qualities at play here, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for a lot of us there, you have to get comfortable being a little uncomfortable (laughs) with like silence and maybe, you know, people aren't showing up yet or you might go a day without people signing up for whatever you're offering. Um, For me, I have to get comfortable in those moments more. Like it's more comfortable for me to give information and be putting things out there and people are signing up than it is for me to like put something out there and then just get nothing back, (laughs) which is going to happen. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. One of my coaches says like 50, 60, 70% of the time, like business is not going to go the way you want it to go. Like most of the time things don't work out exactly as you want. So how you react and how you hold yourself and how you, um, like your response to that of not making it mean anything about your worth, not making it mean anything about who you are, not making it mean that you're a failure, not making it like, not making, not putting a story onto any of it is, is where your power lies because otherwise we're in like a codependent relationship with our business and when it's not producing it's like what's wrong with me and I agree I agree Della it is a practice of yeah like holding the vibe and holding our belief and holding our like power and uh value in ourselves regardless of whether someone is saying yes immediately Mm -hmm. and um Yeah, I actually had an interesting experience recently with one of my programs. The first round of it, like no one, 
no one signed up. And then the second time, like 10 people, like straight away, you know? So it's really, yeah, it's really interesting too sometimes because sometimes like things just don't work out at the beginning. And this is just like how it works for just businesses all around. And the more that we like don't make it mean anything about who we are, the more that like just we're sovereign in in who we are and in our strength and power. And that's ultimately what will make the business sustainable and, and healthy, like have a healthy relationship with the business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause otherwise it's like, Oh my gosh, it's just a total emotional roller coaster versus just like holding the belief that it's going to work out no matter what. And the amount of people that buy, like it's perfect. You know, if three or four people bought, like that's perfect too. Like appreciating every single win that you have along the way. So it's not only celebrating the big shiny sold out moments because then again, we we're literally giving our, our emotional resiliency over to something outside of us. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I'm curious if you have any advice on how to really stand firm in your self-worth when things aren't going as well as we would hope. Yeah, well, things aren't going to go as as we want yeah. them to. It is <laughs> not. And so just notice the stories that come up like, does it, am I making it mean that I'm not good enough? Am I making it mean that um, I should quit? Am I making it mean, like, just, like, notice the stories that are coming up. And just the practice of saying to your, like, talking to yourself, like, what do I need to say to myself? If the, if the belief is, oh, gosh, like, I'm a failure. Who am I? Da, 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 da. Say, like, you you literally say, hey, like, look at how much you've grown the past year. Look at how how much your clients that you do have appreciate you so much. Look at, you know, just how much you've impacted people your whole career, like whatever it is and that you want to say like, oh, and by the way, like your worthiness is not dependent on whether people choose to work with you or not. You're worthy no matter what. So it's like, how are you speaking to yourself in those moments? Because the more that we get down on ourselves, the more that we spiral and the more that things can just pretty much crash pretty fast. And so um, to have a business where you are loving yourself along the way and you're approving of yourself no matter what is actually like what creates you know, money, it creates a lot of fulfillment, of course, but what really creates fulfillment in business long-term is having our own back, no matter what, no matter the results. That That's actually what creates deep fulfillment um, as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, can you go to bed and say, I'm happy. I'm okay with myself. You did a great job. I'm grateful for where I am in this moment. And what if it works out? What if tomorrow someone does sign up? What if 
everything happens exactly the way that I want it to one day. Maybe not in my my timing, but in some universal timing. It seems like it always 100%. works out. <laughs> everything we've ever experienced throughout our life has led us to, like, everything's always worked out exactly mm-hmm. as it needed to and as it was meant to and any other thought is is just not helpful to ourselves mm-hmm. so choosing to see every single thing that happens as just like great it's led me to the next step of where i am right mm-hmm. now is the most empowering thing that we can choose for ourselves and yeah this you know and it's interesting cuz this doesn't shift when you're at the seven figure level or beyond like there's still that inner dialogue. And the thing is, is can you, can you also be really profitable and make a lot of money and also have this inner dialogue with yourself that is caring, is loving, is actually has your own back no matter what. That's, that's the juice. That's the juice. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I love how you say that that's what creates real fulfillment in the end and that really is so so true you can have it all and still be really not well on the inside 100 percent. that's why business is like business is a spiritual evolution like just like yoga it's a spiritual practice Mm -hmm. because it's a spiritual practice that's constantly showing ourselves what we believe about ourselves and our capabilities and What's more exciting than that? Yeah, that's something that I love so much about it is like really uncovers. There's so much gold to be uncovered about yourself and about how you deal with things. And if I just can't imagine, like for myself, I know that business and entrepreneurship is not a journey that is for everyone. But for me, I'm like, what would have happened? You know, (laughs) what would I not have learned? I've learned so much about myself and the path has really been a spiritual path. It is nothing but that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm not even really sure what I would do otherwise. I'm like, yeah, like I can't, I've, I've never had a corporate job. I couldn't do it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, I love making money from my phone. I love being able to connect with human beings. I love supporting my clients. I love shifting their lives and co-creating magic. I mean, it's the most fulfilling thing in the world. Truly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. truly, truly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so creative. Like so online fun. marketing is so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. And, you know, I just ran this program visibility queen and the amount of stuff that people have around being visible and marketing themselves online. Holy moly. Holy moly. There's so much stuff okay. about like being judged and, afraid to create controversy and afraid to be seen and making offers online. There's like so, so, so much. And I understand, like I, I used to be there a few years ago and it's an, it's an evolutionary process to be like, Oh, I'm going to be me. Like I get to be me literally on this medium and make money being myself. Like what an incredible time in history that we're just like literally able to connect with people from all over the world and support them through our services. If you have an online business, I mean, that's what I teach. So that's what I promote, but it's, it's incredible. It truly is incredible. It, it really is. I just got chills. (laughs) 
<laughs> it truly, truly is. Oh man. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Um, so I think that there's a lot of yoga teachers who would love to call in more money, um, more income. What's like the first thing that you would tell them? Like, what's the first step for them if they want to call in more? Like something mm. kind of easy ish. <laughs> That's a good question. What's the first thing? The first thing is to choose, to choose that you actually want to make more money. A lot of people are like, I want to make more money, but it's not like grounded in reality. And it's not like a thing that they're actually committed to. Like you can say you want more money, but then not actually be taking the actions and having the conversations and selling and doing the marketing that requires and will bring more money into your life. So are you, are you flirting with it or are you actually choosing it? Mm-hmm. That would be my question for you because it's two very different energies. One is maybe, I think, I think, I think I want more money. Yeah, like, I'd like to make a little bit more money. And that's one. And the other one is like, I am making more money. I am choosing to make more money. I will do whatever it takes and figure out how to create more money. Mm-hmm. That is a very different energy. So commitment. So are you actually committed? Are you actually choosing to truly make more money? Or are you going to allow the other stuff to get in the way, the fears, the the blocks, the just not necessarily knowing how, like, are you going to allow that to stop you? Because that's not committed energy. That's flirty energy. Mm-hmm. Committed choosing energy has a very different resonance to it. And we all have, if you're listening, and I'm sure you have this in your life, Della, there's been a moment where you're like, I am doing this. I am choosing to do this. I will do whatever it takes to create this. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how long it takes. doesn't matter, you know, what, if challenges come up, I've, I am choosing. I've put a stake in the ground to do this. Yeah. yeah. That changes everything. So if you want to make more money, choose to actually create more money in your life yeah that reminds me of like a dating analogy almost like especially since you also teach people relationship stuff too it all kind of everything goes together but it's like you're either you're just talking or you're in a committed relationship you know there's a huge difference between just dating or Um, just talking to someone in quotes or you're like, we are in a relationship and I'm not seeing anybody else. (laughs) Just you. Very different. Very, very different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not bad to flirt. Like it's not bad to see multiple people. It's not bad to like, it's great. Like you get to choose that. Mm -hmm. But be clear that that's the choice that you're making. Yeah. And be clear if you want a committed, long-term, you know, significant other, it's a different commitment. It's a different energy. It's a different choice. So everything in our life, we are choosing. We are choosing whether we like to admit it or not. So if there's things right now that you're not liking in your life, realize that on some level you are choosing it. Mm -hmm. And when you can have peace with yourself and love for yourself for like, well, why am I still choosing this? Am I choosing it out of fear? 
Am I choosing it out of um, obligation? Like, why am I actually choosing this thing in my life? And just, just become clear because we have freedom. We have choice. What a gift to, I mean, if you're listening, you're in the United States, like there's a lot of freedoms that we have. Doesn't, it's not necessarily the case for everyone in the whole world, but if you're listening and you're a yoga teacher in the United States, you have freedoms, you have choice, and you get to choose. You, anyone can make the choice. The question is, have you actually chosen to make it yet? Mm-hmm. Anyone can make more money. Anyone can be an entrepreneur. You can. Are you continually choosing it? And have you truly decided that that's what you're going to do? Because, yeah, I just feel like there's there's this idea that things are just happening to you. But life is always happening through you. Mm-hmm. Every moment is being created through you and your choices and your decisions. So be very conscious of what you're choosing, especially around money and, and what you're creating in the world in terms of your livelihood, because no one else can do it for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so empowering. I feel like I'm about to go conquer the world after this. <laughs> Truly. Um, so as we close out, the last question, I always ask the same question at the beginning and the same question at the end. And my last question is what's your piece of advice right now? Like your biggest piece of advice for a newer yoga teacher, like someone who's just kind of getting started with this journey. Hmm. Get clear on what you want to create. Get clear on what you want to create. Do you want to, you know, have private students? Do you want to have like workshops? Do you, you know, what is the life that you want to have? And how does yoga um, and your career in yoga support you in that? Because things don't happen on happenstance. Like things happen because we choose it and we choose it over and over again. So coming back to this, this conversation we just had on choice, like decide and choose what you want to create. Cause being a yoga teacher is one of the most fulfilling things I believe any human being can do. And it doesn't have to be, um, a way that you sacrifice yourself you don't have to sacrifice your, you know, your income, like you get to have it all and you get to create it all. Um, have you chosen what that is? Have you created a vision for, for what you want that to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think keeping that at the forefront is so huge because there, it's so easy to listen to other people that it should be difficult or that you should be teaching 50 classes a week. And, um, that you, you know, burnout is just a part of it and things like that, like all these narratives. And we get to choose that part too, like as a part of our vision, can it be fun? Can it be easy? Can it be effortless? Like you say, and I really truly believe that it can. And that, like you say, we get to have it all. We do. And we get to choose to have it all, you know, and it's a daily choice and, Yeah. And I think I I appreciate you really bringing this conversation to light because 
I even think of like money and yoga, like just when I, you know, eight years ago when I got certified, like it just wasn't a part of the conversation at all. Mm -hmm. And the fact that money can be spiritual if we choose it to be, it can support us. It can support our livelihood. It can support people around us. It can be a form of love. It can be a form of expansion. Um, and that doesn't have to be separate from, from yoga that we get to really marry the two. Um, I firmly believe that. And I think it's a conversation that is really important to have. Yeah. I completely agree. That's why I brought you my money queen to to give us all the wisdom. And I think people are going to be so appreciative of this conversation and very inspired, I know, too. Thank you, love. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here, truly. Mm, my pleasure. My pleasure. Happy to. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> truly. I think that was so good. That was so good. Yay! you enjoyed it yeah you've got so much wisdom thanks love Just keep dropping I, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening so I feel like this really works I just listen and maybe add a couple things in and soak it oh, up oh yeah oh yeah do you find that you mostly listen or you mostly ask questions I feel like I mostly listen mostly listen yeah, yeah. I think most people like to you know once they're on a subject that they enjoy they like to go on about it oh yeah just flying Mm -hmm. for just absolutely yeah absolutely this episode got me so fired up that i really wanted to share an upcoming program that i'm offering for yoga teachers If you really want to become a well-established, full-time, and abundant yoga teacher, but you're not really sure how to, I created a program for you. It's called Sold Out Yoga Classes, and it's going to teach you how to master the strategy and the soul of becoming a sold-out yoga teacher. The three big components of this program are social media, networking, and email marketing. These are three tools that I've used really consistently in the last couple of years, and they have truly catapulted my growth as a yoga teacher and a business owner. Social media helps you consistently bring in new clients Networking helps you consistently create new opportunities for yourself. And email marketing, make sure that your offers and your classes are getting to the right people. I really want this process to work for you. I want you to know that it gets to be fun. It gets to be easy. And I'm really, really excited to launch this course. The course will be four weeks. It includes pre-recorded content every week, and we'll do four live Q&As, which is basically like live one-on-one coaching with me. If you're interested in sold-out yoga classes and really going to the next level of your yoga career, 
click the link in the show notes. I'll include that here and I would be so thrilled to have you. We start in May, but know that if you're listening to this episode a little bit further down the line, this program will be um, pre-recorded, so it's available to you anytime. All right, I'll leave you now. Have an awesome day, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Yoga Teacher CEO. If you're loving the podcast, leave a rating and review. Wanting to dive deeper? Check the show notes for additional resources for your personal and professional growth.